Welcome to Surviving Academia, a podcast about surviving in the pre-apocalyptic hellscape of the academy. In each episode, we share self-care techniques and talk about surviving in academic careers. We hope you enjoy this episode. If you like what you hear and want to support our show, leave us a review on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Got something to say? Let us know on Twitter at SurvivingPhD or on Facebook. Hey everyone, welcome to today's episode. I am Kristen and I am happy that it's almost the end of the year. And I'm Rachel and um, it's almost the end of the year. I don't have anything else I'm happy about. <laughs> no, I'm happy about other things, but I'm really happy it's almost the end of the semester. Yeah. And I'm Zach and I teach for a different school, so it's already in the end of the year for me. Huzzah! Yay. Wait, wait, oh, are, are wait. you done done? Yeah, we're I'm done done. We're already in the May semester and I'm helping with somebody's like intercession class. Wow. Oh. Okay, I did just think of something I'm really thankful for. Starting next week, parking will become more and more available all over the city. Oh, including yes. campus. And it is literally the most wonderful time of the year. It's the most <laughs> wonderful time of the year. You know when I when I was in in Columbia I would literally sing that on the first day the students were there, and it was in the summer. I would literally sing that song to myself as I would wander around town. It's the only thing that makes summers in mid-Missouri worth it. I know, because, because everybody uh, leaves, and you can sit outside at restaurants and drink you know, a bunch without finding your students as exactly. your bartenders. <laughs> yes. yes. The simple things. Or your Uber driver home. Yeah. <laughs> You're not like, hey. All the adult, it's like adult time. All the adults come out. And we have a lovely parks and rec system. So I love Columbia Park. For those who don't know, I think like Columbia, the population of Columbia literally drops by half during the summer when the students are here. It's not quite half, but it's a lot. It's It's a lot. It's it's significantly. Yeah. Okay. Well, a quarter of the town is like decreased and it's amazing. Yeah. Bird scooters for everyone. Oh, have you read one yet? <laughs> no, this this podcast is brought to you by bird scooters. The first time of spring. No, birds. I would, I would literally break my leg. I like have I no think we coordination. Try it. Oh my god. I really think we should try uh, it. how'd you break your leg? Oh, I'm a bird scooter. Actually, do you know the number one injury that occurs on this campus because of bird scooters? Do you know what it is? What? Do you know what it is? Hitting hitting actual birds while you're scooting? No, it's broken toes because people run oh. over other people's toes. Get out! When there are birds, I believe scooters. it. Not joking. <laughs> Who's liable? When you for say that number thing? one, like how many of those injuries have happened? Yeah, a bunch apparently. Really? A bunch. Oh my god! Who's liable for that? Bird. Really? I don't know. Oh. Say things with confidence and people think you're telling the truth. It's like the key to academia. (laughs) You're so right. It's true. (sighs) Who wants to do the uh, advertisement? I will. Today's episode is brought to you by your reference librarian. Look, you can share your research topic. It's. Wait. You're doing it again. You're like, welcome to your library. <laughs> okay, I'm going to do an advertisement like Kristen today. Ready? This is my advertisement brought to you by Kristen. Today's advertisement is brought to you by Dramatic Prose. Yay! Okay, ready? 
Today's episode is brought to you by your reference librarian. Look, you care about your research topic. It's part work and it's part all consuming passion. Your family doesn't understand. Your partner doesn't understand. And sometimes your advisor doesn't understand. What? (laughs) (laughs) No, I didn't. Oh, my God. You know who not only understands, but has the same passion for it. Question mark? Your reference librarian. (laughs) (laughs) Librarians will help you look high and low in the towers holding ancient books or the bowels of the internet search engines just for one super obscure statistic or a factoid. Bring that passion back to your research. Bring a librarian. Thank you, Crystal. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. No, librarians are universally the most awesome group of people on the planet. Literally, librarians are some of my favorite people. And, like, hands down, I love librarians. I wish I was a librarian. Sometimes I wish I was a librarian. I don't like to stereotype, but librarians are all awesome. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think I've ever met a librarian that I didn't, like, say, you're, like, amazing. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you're, like, so amazing. <laughs> <laughs> you're a librarian. You're must, you must be amazing. You can tell this is, like, the end of the season. We're all, like, making fun of each other. We're, like, over. Like, so over this year. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, let's so, wrap this stuff. Let's graduate. Let's graduate this. Yes, people. we're graduating from, you know, the first season. Uh, second. Second season, Zach. God, what Jesus, are you new here? Because um, this episode, I put together the idea of uh, graduation ceremonies and regalia and all of the things that are wrapped up with graduation. And I uh, put on my thinking cap for this episode. Do you, you mean, mean you're thinking? You're thinking, Tam? Yeah. Ah, uh, ah, uh, okay. <laughs> uh, and went out and did some internet research to talk about some of the common things that we find in graduation ceremonies. And we can, uh, it, if this sounds too much like a history lesson, then go ahead and interrupt me at any time. Uh, but the thing I started with was the traditional doctoral garb. Ooh. Which, uh, Rachel and I have both worn. Mm. Uh, so we both know how incredibly uncomfortable it is. Uh, very, very hot. Yeah, it's all polyester. It was supposed to be wool back when it was originally, you know, designed. I think mine's wool. it's all polyester. Oh, well, you bought the fancy one. I did. She did. I did. (laughs) And uh, I haven't worn it since. Yeah, same (laughs) here. Really? Yeah. I have to take it to Virginia next weekend. My sister has asked that I bring it because we're going to her doctoral hooding next weekend oh and she wants like a pic of like you two together yeah that's cute doctors that's cute sister doctors sister doctors uh so i found that today's academic regalia is actually uh stems from so i think it's we would probably all guess that it comes from like european ecclesiastical garb from like the middle ages originally But today's doctoral garb stems from standards that were developed in 1895 uh, by the Intercollegiate Code on Academic Costume. Um, and uh, it was based on what Columbia University did at the time. And all of the like really high prestige schools on the East Coast got together and decided this is what 
bachelor's degree people, master's degree people, and uh, PhD people should be wearing. Mm. So they went and they were like, we're going to decide what you have to wear for years and years to come. Check out all of this power we have. Yeah. Yeah. Those East Coast elites. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's what it is, is uh, the doctoral garb is totally descended from what the elites in New England decided it should be. Okay. Yeah. And so, uh, like the hood, the longer the hood, the more prestige. So, you know, if they really kept kept up with that, you know, by the time you hit uh, full professor, professor emeritus, it would be down to the floor. Uh, but the, originally, the bachelors had a hood just like the doctoral, but the doctoral was three times as long. Huh. Yeah. Um, and, and there then, are some institutions that give their bachelor's um, earning students hoods. Yeah. 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 It's um, just institutions do differently, but there are, is a bachelor's hood. Yeah. And, and that's the thing is like there was this code that was in place in 1895. And I think everybody just sort of has started doing their own thing. But that using that as a starting point. Gotcha. And then I also found interesting history of the TAM. Apparently, when there started being women faculty at a lot of the same institutions in the 1930s, the women started wearing a softer version of the mortarboard, the like flat four-sided mm-hmm. deal mm-hmm. that um, all the undergrads have to wear awkwardly. <clears throat> and uh, the TAM developed out of male faculty looking at, at the uh, softer mortarboard and saying, hey, we want that too. So the TAM was actually originally a female garment. Boys just taking what they want. Mm. We want. Yeah. We, we can't have like nice things. Women. That's really interesting. Uh, that is very interesting. I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah, that's. Uh, and I'll post the link on our on our blog about that. Uh, but I I learned more than I ever wanted to know about uh, the history of the robe, the hood, and the mortarboard, and. That's about all I wanted to know. I, di- I didn't even want to wear one in the first place. I just, you know. I'm kind of surprised that you found that the robes were worn to be open in the front. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So uh, under the original code, masters and doctoral gowns were designed to be worn open in the front while the undergraduates were, uh, the bachelors were closed in hmm. the front. Why is that, do we think? I don't know. Let's speculate. When you're well-educated, you like a cool breeze? Maybe they assume that, like, you're also wearing, like, fancy clothes to, like, distinguish yourself. Oh, yeah, because they assume that by the time and you're then, master's or doctoral level that you have money. Right. To buy. And maybe with bachelor's. Tweed. That's where the tweed comes in. Oh. <laughs> That's how you can show off your tweed. That's how you show off your tweed. Oh, okay. The, your academic tweed that you earn. Yeah, so you need the the doctoral robes, but also a special graduation ceremony tweed, as well as classroom exactly. tweed, right? Mm-hmm. And because well, undergrads are not allowed to legally no tweed. have tweed in most states, no that's tweed. why it has to be closed. <laughs> yeah. It's not legalized like, everywhere. If you're not wearing tweed, you better zip that Get out. out. <laughs> oh, my God. I wonder how, mo- how many of them are wearing tweed under the outfit. Yeah, oh, they're just like sticking to the man. Like, they got, better not. I got this black yeah. market tweed. <laughs> So I I also like found market tweet that sounds itchy, <laughs> like more like it's like really worse. So yeah, you got you got tweed, and then over that you have either wool or polyester. Sounds very comfortable. It sounds mm-hmm. really 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 warm, flexible. 
Sounds like an oven. <clears throat> oh, I also found the hood. Uh, so originally you have a hood instead of the uh, mortar board, which was brought in later. Um, but the hood uh, originally was because people were getting their, their highest earning degrees, uh, especially in like Britain and France, where would wear uh, uh, wigs, those big white starchy wigs. And so the hood was to go over the wig and protect it from the weather or uh, to cover it uh, as one would cover normally with a hat for solemn occasions. Uh, but because you were wearing a big starchy wig, they had the uh, the hood. That's why it's originally so sad. Those starchy there. wigs did not, you know, stand yeah. the test of time. I want a starchy wig. <laughs> we should bring back the starchy wigs. We should. So the hoods aren't for looking like Sith lords. I mean, uh, sure yeah, they can of course be. they are. <laughs> that's why I have it. Yeah, obvi. <laughs> So we all so the co- we all know that the colors mean different things, right? So yeah. your hoods. So did, well, let's see. When you guys went to your uh, bachelor's degree, did you have a hood? No, I didn't either. I did not. Masters though, we all had hoods. Yep. <clears throat> I didn't do my master's graduation. Well, you would have. Had you a would hood. have had a hood. I did. What color was it? I think red and white. Socio- what what color is sociology? I don't know if I don't know if where I got my masters if they distinguished the hood color. I almost think everybody oh. wore the same ones. Huh. What like they were really weird sticklers about was the color of the tassel. Oh. That was like a big deal where what I went. What color was your tassel? Well, you don't just always ask what color a lady's tassel is. But <laughs> <laughs> so this is I, so since I was a double major, I had to choose. And sociology's co- color is literally drab, is what the color was. And Sykes was gold. And so I went with the gold as opposed to the drab. What color is drab? Like an like a orangey, yellowy, gold kind of color. Like a burnty orange? Yeah, it's not like that attractive. Okay. Um, but that was like the big deal. Huh. For some reason. And I'm not sure it's it's that big of a deal anywhere else. Was it like that a salient thing? At Mizzou, yeah. Like is you it had, at Mizzou? Like mm-hmm. is, well, your hood uh, was a different but the, is color. Is the tassel matter? The tassel didn't matter Oh, Mizzou, so it mattered sorry. where I went. Um, I think the tassel... I think the tassel matter maybe is more for like undergraduate programs. Oh. I'm not sure though. Yeah, maybe that is right. I don't know. I, I don't remember there being like a big like difference in hoods. Because uh, where I went the... School colors are red and white. Oh, okay, okay. So. Yeah. So I had a different color hood for my master's. And I had the the robe that had the long stringy Yeah, a little bit longer sleeves. That, you know, you can stick stuff in. But then you can't get it out. That's true. <laughs> so longer sleeves and a hood is what happened for my master's. Same. The longer the sleeve, the longer the hood, the more prestigious the degree. But see, my master's sleeves were longer than my doctoral sleeves. Oh, really? Well, that should tell you something about the degrees that you got. <laughs> Sex no? canceled. Unsubscribe. Unsubscribe. Well, you're okay. Your I'm doctoral kidding. sleeves were not as long as master sleeves either. No, no, Zach. you're right. I, well, I didn't get my, uh, I didn't do my master's commencement. Oh, so. well, the master's has those really long, mm-hmm. like, more Merlin-y. And they're not, like, even, like, bell-shaped sleeve. They have, like, that weird, like, long strip yeah. kind of fabric thing. But the doctoral sleeves are just, like, puffy. And they've got velvet on them. Oh, yes. And cording. 
Mm. And your your hood's like real long. And we had and we got to wear Tams. The lady hat. The lady hat. How many uh how many sides do you have on your Tam? Six. Six. Same here. I think the six is, is pretty is standard. Is that like a yeah, is that like a You can get a four sided or an eight sided too. Yeah, four sided really? look a little weird. And I heard eight sided people only wear when they're like special. Oh, I'm so confused. If like doctoral <laughs> robes get like really like real specific. Yeah. There's a lot of choices. Hmm. So like you can pick you can customize them a little bit more. Um, you can you can pick what color velvet you want. Uh, the PhD blue is the color that your hood's going to be. Everybody's is the same hood. Yeah, a P- so mm-hmm. it's not discipline specific when you're doing a PhD. Mm. So like PhD is that kind of like dark, rich blue. Um, law is purple. Medicine is green. Um, oh, interesting. Yeah. So like Justin's robes were purple. They black with purple velvet. Mm. The med school is the black with the green velvet. Yeah, I liked my robes. Yeah, I remember I had to, I think I had to ask you what color I was supposed to get, Rachel. Mm-hmm. And you just knew off the top of your head what everybody's color was. And... Yep. PhD blue. And is it common everywhere to like be hooded on stage for PhDs? Everywhere in the United States. Yeah. Um, one thing I, I found, and maybe this is a good transition point, but there's lots of, lots of different variations on that tradition in different countries. What I found is that a lot of uh, countries, especially even even in ones that have like universities that predate the colonial era, have nonetheless adopted a lot of this garb that is found in northern and western Europe, mm-hmm. um, India, China, um, Brazil, all have very similar garb. Uh, with some, you know, different flair and look to them, but they all have the sort of the robe and the hood, um, and sometimes they'll have a different type of hat. One thing that I found was interesting is that doctoral graduates at universities in Finland uh, can get a ceremonial sword and a top hat to go with their graduation. I want that. So you get... Yeah, you get a doctor, you get doctorate, you get a sword to go with that. Is it a sharp sword? Uh, it said ceremonial sword. And you can actually, I think you can order it just online. You don't actually have to have a doctorate. You can buy a doctoral <laughs> ceremonial sword. I mean, um, you can technically buy comes... doctoral robes on Amazon. Yeah, so. you can buy all this yeah. stuff. I mean, yeah. you can buy a military outfit on Amazon probably if you wanted to. But if you guys could receive a ceremonial item besides the standard garb for your phd what do you think you would want it to be are my choices sword or top hat (laughs) they're anything you can your set your imagination to it's too early for my imagination to be ceremonial copy of Karl marx (laughs) (laughs) wait capital (laughs) all three volumes of capital hardbound (laughs) they like put it up there Oh my god! Balance this on your tam. I don't know. I have no idea. This like does it have to be a thing? Like, could I get like a ceremonial like cat? Can like, I get a cer- ceremonial cat. pay off my student loans? I'd like that. Yeah, but too. the cat has to be dipped in gold. Oh well, you didn't say that at first. You just said it could be anything. <laughs> I'm, just Zach. I'm just kidding. I can find you an um, orangey gold cat. I mean, if it's a cat, it's a cat. It's if it's dipped in gold, it's ceremonial. <laughs> you spray paint it. That's not healthy for the cat. <laughs> no. Neither is dipping it in gold. <laughs> <laughs> See, I, I was no... thinking something like a fancy pen. 
Oh, yeah, that'd be nice. A pen? Like you're like a company man? Like, thanks for all your hard-earned years at the company, son. Here's your watch and Here's pen. A pen. Oh, a watch would be nice. Oh, a watch, yeah. Like a pocket watch. Like a pocket watch. So you can that'd be, like, be cool. Like, what's the time? Here, let me check my doctoral pocket watch. <laughs> Sorry, what's the doctoral <laughs> time? Oh. <laughs> Maybe a doctoral wand. Doctoral time is more... Uh, carries more uh, carries more weight than regular. Yeah, doctoral mm-hmm. time is it like late to everything? Because I feel like that's kind of how most academics <laughs> roll. <laughs> doctoral time is five minutes late with an excuse. Exactly. Oh, you just oh, press you a button get, and it uh, says, "I'm a doctor." <laughs> cer- ceremonial refillable bottle. Okay. Oh, Canada. Oh yeah, I have a water bottle on my desk. It says Canada it on does. it. That was received from a ceremony for something else. What would give you a ceremony? Yeah, what would give you a ceremonial Canada bottle? I uh, did a study abroad to Canada uh, when I was an undergrad. Oh. Oh, wow. I haven't had that bottle that long, this long, or I haven't had this bottle that long, uh, but I got it like a decade later. Uh, they were having a reunion for people who had been on this trip over the course of the oh. decade. So that's pretty cool. Pretty cool. Yeah. <clears throat> Um, let's see. There's also, so a lot of universities have this. I know Mizzou has this, uh, a ceremonial mace that the president of the university has in their office and brings out for the graduation, a ceremonial mace. What does oh, that yeah. even mean? So it's like a long, like, like stick. Yeah. It's like a glorified gilded stick. Like a Tinkerbell one, but longer? Yes. You know, like um, drum, <laughs> like what a drum major would carry? Oh, like, mace, yeah. Like okay. that. So I believe Mizzou's newest ceremonial mace was created around, what, 2012 or so? 2013? What happened to the old one? I don't know. But I just know well. that there was a new mace commissioned when we had a new chancellor take over. A couple chancellors ago. Mizzou's yeah. also had like 18 chancellors. He's in the like, last I five can't years. have this old mace. <laughs> <laughs> this is the old guy's mace. I need my own mace. Yeah. <laughs> this mace is too gilded. <laughs> just kidding. That's why. <laughs> I know not all chancellors talk That's like weird. that. He just like carries it out. Where does, he put, where does he put it when he's talking? I don't know. I've actually ne- not seen our new chancellor carrying said mace. All those university tuition dollars to get a gone st- university stick that he's not even carrying around. <laughs> I mean, he could be carrying it around. I don't know. That's that's what if I ever become a chancellor, I will get a ceremonial mace that's like the size of a pencil and just keep it in my pocket and be like, I always have the ceremonial mace with me. Really, in reality, Zach just wants a, a fancy pen. I know because he wants to graduate and get a fancy. Somebody pen, buy Zach a, a pen because that's what he wants. I would make it look more like a Tinkerbell wand, so when people came up, I'd be like, boop. <laughs> What does that what? say? Ooh. University of Indianapolis. Oh, yeah, I, who is it gilded? I'm not, no, but this is st- uh, the pen that we give to undergraduates. Or no, sorry, master's students when they graduate. Ah. And I stole one. Yeah, you did. <laughs> <laughs> who knew Zach was yeah. like such a, a pen connoisseur? Pen I know. He's like very like, like a, a pen, pen elitist. <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Pen over here good it's like if i ever know what to get zach in the future i'll be like "Hmm? pen fancy pen get a fancy pen uh let's see what else okay so i also found that some schools do not conform at all to the uh the traditional dress 
at the Kanazawa College of Art in Japan, there's no dress requirements. So oh, at graduation, Lord. students dress in wild costumes. <gasps> That's awesome. Uh, and I'll, yeah, I'll post this on the blog too, but there's an article where I found people dressed as Iron Man, Sailor Moon, a cardboard robot, and someone dressed as a cello. That's so awesome. So their body is the cello, and they have a long, um, the fretboard goes like four feet above them. Yeah, I I want to do that. I'm curious if, um, so I, I remember like when my mom, for instance, my mom graduated with her associate's degree, like hat throwing was a big deal, and it doesn't seem like hat throwing is a big deal anymore. Did you find anything about that? I don't like, know. do other, like, is it still? It obviously isn't a big deal at doctoral things, but no, do undergrads? You pay, like, those hats are like sixty bucks. I know, but it used to be. Do you know what I'm saying? Like in movies and stuff, you used to always see people throwing their hats. Yeah. It doesn't seem like that's happening anymore. Yeah, I don't. You know, I didn't look into that in particular, but. I get the sense that people are doing more like custom, especially undergrads are customizing their mortarboards, mm, yeah. like putting all kinds of art on top of it. And so the, the consequences of losing the mortarboard or picking up somebody else's mm. are seem to be much higher. That might, might explain it a bit. It also might vary yeah. by school. Yeah, in high school, we threw them. I you didn't did? throw mine though, because my hair was so perfectly placed inside my hat that because I had it pinned on. So my curls were showing, you know? I don't remember if we did or not, but I also think it matters if it's indoor or outdoor. Sometimes I think if it's outdoor, it's more common. Yeah. I remember uh, when I graduated college, I think the decorating the hats was just starting to be a thing um, because Mm -hmm. we had all kind of joked that we were going to do it. It wasn't something that was done a lot and we all forgot. And so the day of we were waiting in line and someone had a silver Sharpie. So we all just wrote, well, see you later. On our house, my hat upstairs, like somewhere in this house, upstairs, and it says "Welp, see you later," which was also an inside joke. But no, I think mm. that was when it was just becoming a thing. Okay, I feel like it would be much harder to decorate a tam because it's a soft thing, and the mortarboard is just yeah. inherently decorable because it's a flat, hard surface that you can just, you know. And mortarboards are a lot cheaper. Add stuff on. Tams are kind of expensive. That's true. I wouldn't want to mess up yeah. that nice velvet. Yeah. yeah. So the only other thing I had uh, to talk about was uh, speakers that speak at graduation ceremonies. And I don't ever recall having a very memorable one at mine, but I know that a lot of the you know, great minds of, of the time are often invited to speak. I know J.K. Rowling has mm-hmm. given you know, a very significant uh, public presentations of hers have taken place as graduation mm-hmm. ceremonies. And likewise, you have, you know, sitting senators or presidents. I think uh, Barack Obama, when he was a senator and as a president, gave commencement addresses. Um, do you, who, uh, do you remember who was speaking at your commencement ceremonies at all? My undergrad, it was someone who was in the Obama administration, and I can't remember who. Okay. I know my, my sister, when she graduated with her bachelor's, it was Cheryl Crow. That So that was a fun get. Yeah. I don't remember did anything what she said. Did your sister graduate from Mizzou? Oh, okay. Because yeah. Cheryl Crow's in a Mizzou alum. See, did the... I don't... I didn't graduate undergrad here. Do, maybe the undergraduates have a speaker, but we didn't have speakers in the graduate um, ceremonies. Well, it was... So, yeah, it was like uh, someone higher up in the administration just filled that yeah. role of giving the inspirational speech as opposed to an invited yeah. speaker. 
Yeah. And uh, I think a lot of graduate degrees, unless you're at a very top tier program, we don't, you know, that's what we get. We don't get, a, you know, some illustrious writer or poet or whatever to, to speak. Are illustrious? Yeah. <laughs> They're illustrious in their own way. I don't, I don't recall any of mine, so it must not have been that memorable. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm pretty sure it for mine last year was Dr. Jenny Hart, and you know we adore Dr. Jenny Hart, so she is not just oh, illustrious yes, in her own right. She it's is true. illustrious. <laughs> <laughs> oh my. No, she's just fabulous in every way. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, but I was going to pose to you all the question of if you could pick your commencement speaker, who would you want to see give a commencement address? Nick Offerman. <laughs> Oh, that's he would be but also really progressive and also really really inspirational i have a feeling like oh that's a good one he'd be a yeah. good one i think if he went up there with megan malawi uh, and they did like a joint commencement <laughs> talking about couple goals hashtag couple goals yeah i have no idea no idea at all i mean i always kind of think these are a little i mean those are kind of dumb well what would make it not dumb for you to not have them at all. Huh. To let, I don't know. I, I'm not like a big commencement speaker kind of gal anyway. I don't know. Hmm. So who would you do, Zach? Like who would be your uh, person? Well, I think I tilted, I, I hinted at it a little bit. I think I think seeing Barack Obama would, be, would cool, be really guess, good. Yeah. 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 Donald or, Trump? Or uh, there's a number of, of politicians. <laughs> Bernie Sanders, I think I would be, would be very interested in seeing. Or Elizabeth or Warren. Or Donald Trump. Uh, I think... Uh, you just speak his name. Oh man! Remember? I mean, I mean, only if spoke, Mike Pence give came. Me an opportunity to turn my back on him. Yeah. Imagine? I said What'd only if Mike Pence came with him. Such a hard pass. <laughs> it was already an uphill battle to get me to go to commencement, and and that was thanks to you all that I actually went. Oh, I thought uh, of one. Man, if it was a bad, I speaker, thought of one. Okay. What? Ruth Bader Ginsburg. <gasps> yeah. <gasps> Oh yeah, yeah. I'd go. I definitely would be on board. Oh, for that. I have a really great one. Who? Brett Kavanaugh. <laughs> oh God! Shut up. Oh. Beer. So much beer. No, I, I, that man doesn't deserve. <laughs> Only if he brings his calendar anyway. and like shows us beer. his summer plans. <laughs> oh God, Lord! What is this country coming to? Oh, derailed. It's just his cal. His summer calendar is just. Take rights away from Ugh. women Ugh. on every every dislike. Day. Listeners, if you couldn't tell by now, we're three rather progressive academics. But if you're just figuring that out now, now, then you haven't been listening well enough. <laughs> we all know that listening is a skill. Okay. Well, I do want to know, like, so we basically did have to force Zach to go. We so did. I'm interested in your, like, feelings about, like, why you were so adamant about skipping it. Yeah, because I don't, I can't really fathom well, that. I love graduations. I cry at graduations more than I cry at weddings because I'm like, I do look too. At all this thing that when you I hear did. the pomp and circumstance, I'm it's like, whoa. super emotional. I love graduations. I love being a part oh, of graduations. Yeah, I get emotional too. I gag. <sighs> you are so ridiculous. <laughs> I know. I, I don't know. I'm not one for pomp and circumstance, uh, especially when it's centered around me. I mean, not me as an individual, but, you know, some me as a like in a category of people who have all done this thing. And now I have I didn't go to my master's ceremony, but I still have three robes 
that like what am I gonna do with those robes? You're gonna wear it. You're gonna put it on the back of your clo- your bathroom door, so when you get out of the shower, you can wear a robe. <laughs> <laughs> you will, and you can be like this old thing. Yeah, you will probably wear your doctoral robe. <laughs> I'll I'll wear yeah. it someday yeah. for a graduation. Ceremony. Yeah, a future someday. gig or someday. something. Someday. Yeah. Okay, so. Uh, this is a story I'm willing to share on the air, uh, and the commencement, my PhD commencement, actually uh, is, I, I enjoy it for the fact that I now have a story for the rest of my life, because my advisor, who I do love dearly, and I think was a great support um, and very helpful uh, throughout the experience of graduate school, but she forgot to show up to my commencement and hood me. So I was the only one there without someone who had previously arranged to hood them. Uh, so all I did was turn around and uh, theater comes after sociology. So I made friends with the theater professor. It was my um, advisor. And she, she hooded me. It was, yeah, oh, she was, she was your was advisor? advisor? Oh, my God. Dr. Cheryl Black, Black is Black. amazing. Uh, yeah, because you walked near our good friend of ours. Um, and... Mm-hmm. So she was being hooded because we had the same advisor. So I had a feeling that because I mean it's funny. This is that was not the first time that Cheryl has had to uh, kind of be someone else's like stand-in surrogate advisor because there was another thing that, an award ceremony that I was uh, was at two years ago, maybe a year ago, and um, a, a friend of mine, her advisor, didn't show up to be like to to talk about her and to give her the stole and stuff like that. And so she, Cheryl did. So Cheryl was like, we could do this. Come on. And I love how when they announced you, they said like, and your new friend, Dr. Cheryl Black. Yeah. So you get to, you get to write what they say on the card Mm -hmm. that you hand them, Mm -hmm. as you know. And I crossed out to be hooded by their advisor or whatever. It said by, I wrote by their new friend. It was, it was, it it turned into a a lovely moment, I think. Yeah. Yeah, Zach handled it so well because I can tell you, Kristen, as an audience member, did not. No. I was so angry. <laughs> I was like almost shaking and I almost was crying for yeah. Zach. Yeah. I was so, I was just See, so angry about it. This reflects our relative level of investment in the commencement process. But also, I I would like to say that I think graduate school prepared me for that moment that, you know, stuff mm-hmm. goes wrong in the classroom. St- Someone throws a, a hardball at you when you're up on up on uh, you know stage presenting your research or or some topic. All of those tough moments before prepared me for uh, a moment of panic and a moment of mm-hmm. unknown. Then, so I I think it was a oh, great yeah. capstone to uh, to to my uh, graduate experience. Of course, I would have loved my advisor to be there. Um, and she was very apologetic and took me out to a lunch and, and I, I, I would still say we're very close and, and I strongly appreciate her. Um, yeah, it wasn't she, she just like, oh, it's just oh, that yeah. thing. I don't have to go. Things she wasn't like happen. that. No, she was I very, mean, uh, very apologetic Things happen, about it. things yeah. leave our minds for various reasons. And, um, well, I'm glad that my advisor was there to help out. Well, yeah. I'm glad I I yeah. definitely have different feelings about it, but I'm glad but yours is the only ones that that matters. So I am glad that that is how you feel about it. And that's how it worked out for you. Uh, OK, so I think that's the end of the stuff that we have. Unless do you guys have any more stu- commencement stuff that you wanted to talk um, about? I was going to say, uh, 
So do any of you plan on going into any commencements this year? Oh, my school's already happened, so I, I didn't go to that. I don't I don't know. So I know a couple people who are graduating this year, and so I, but I'm not sure if they are walking now or the summer. So if the people who um, I'm friends with are, are walking, then I'll probably go. But if they're not, then I probably if won't. If they've defended by this point, they'll be walking. It's not uh, – I think they had to get their um, revisions in by a certain time. I just knew like one person in particular had like a day to get yeah. revisions in. So I don't know. Yeah, maybe the next graduation I go to will be my own. Maybe. If I if I decide to go. Yeah. I won't be going to I want to go to your graduation, yeah. Kristen. Yeah, there is a possibility I won't do it, but no, we'll see. No, you're going to do it. I'm telling you now. No, if you made me do yeah. it, I have to make uh, you do it. If my if for some reason my advisor is not there, I will not do it. I'll do it. I'll hug you. You can? Yeah. Technically, yeah, cuz I'm a doctor. <laughs> The co-host of Surviving hey, Academia, hunted by her co-host. <laughs> Technically, yeah. I believe that when you're a doctor, you could hood other doctors now. Yeah, probably. Yeah. That's funny. But I won't be going to any of uh, our institution's graduations because, like I said, I'll be going to Virginia next weekend to um, see my little sister officially walk across the stage, even though she has her degree they only do one graduation a year oh. at the university of virginia mm-hmm. so uh even though she fe- finished last summer and has spent this last year as an assistant professor she's going back for her hooding ceremony and stuff wow that's so, got to be a mega graduation then i i'm not i have sure a i have a colleague though. like that yeah well congratulations to dr rachel's dr sister. sarah dr sarah <laughs> <laughs> and congratulations to you dr zach and to you, Dr. Rachel. And to the soon-to-be Dr. Kristen. Yeah. <laughs> so, Kristen. Yes. Can you tell us who else our episode is brought to them by? I sure can. There exists a great divide in the academy between the arts and the sciences, a pedagogical mob destroying our ideas of collaboration and cooperation. But fear not, there is a refuge just outside of campus where academic painters, historians, plant scientists, engineers, mathematicians, and those from all walks of the ac- of academic life meet to exchange ideas and build build new ideals it's your local coffee shop Mm. nowhere else symbolizes the bond between art and science as well as a coffee shop watch as the barista steams milk and brews espresso through a marvelous marvelously engineered machine then with a flourish pours one atop the other in a pattern of a heart Fresh. I think ours does leaves. Anyway, observe colleagues chatting over shared interests and see a graduate student hard at work beep bop booping away on their keyboards as they rush in a caffeine filled haze to complete their next conference paper. What a place of love and bonding. Visit your local coffee shop today. As someone who pretty much wrote their dissertation at local coffee shops, heart. As someone who does interdisciplinary work Ditto. between arts and sciences, it exists, people. Truth. Yes. The coffee shop is the great unifying force <laughs> uh, among all disciplines. I do I find think. like coffee shops in academic towns, though, it's like battle lines have like been drawn. Really? Yeah. Like, <laughs> I, like 
well, I'm not going to name names, but there's two coffee shops in our town that are across the street from each other. And mm. people are like loyalist one over the other. And like, I think that Zach and I are loyalist to different ones. Really? I'm loyalist to going to all of them. I'm, I'm a, a, com, a coffee Ooh. omnivore. Aren't you, uh, isn't your preference to the one that is on the east side of the street versus the west side of the street? I'm no. west side. Mine's to one that's not on a street with other coffee shops. Oh, I thought if it was between Lakota and, and Caldi's, you were a Lakota fan. Oh, oh, God, no. If I was picking between Me those. Me too! Yeah, Caldi's! Caldi's! <laughs> Shout out Caldi's Coffee. Shout out Caldi's Coffee. But, yeah, Caldi's has the best coffee. Uh, Ragtag has the best. Oh, okay, well, okay. That's I'll go different. that. That's yeah, different. We're talking that. about, we're like, that's totally different coffee shop. <laughs> <laughs> I'll let it. I'll let it all the yeah. place names out. Okay, so it's funny that we all have the same allegiance to our coffee shop. Though I have to say, Coffee Zone, I do love them. If it's later in the day, because you always leave smelling mm. like meat. I love Coffee Zone too, but I. <laughs> I don't. Know I also love a uh, shortwave and. Um, oh yeah. What's the other one? Fretboard. Fretboard's great too. Grind's not bad either. Yeah. yeah. If we just start, we're just famous. Let's name all of them. You know what? Shout out to Shout the out coffee to Columbia's shops coffee shops. Small to medium to large college. Except towns. for the one that closes at five PM, which I find very rude. Oh. Dunn Brothers. Oh. <laughs> Get out of here. Wi Fi stinks. <laughs> stinks. <laughs> There's like there's like no good coffee shops by the place. Open one. Open one. It's there's there's three like Starbucks yep. affiliates on campus, and then there's just nothing. It's a desert of coffee. See, elsewhere. that's so sad because I don't understand how academicing can happen without a local coffee shop. If your campus town doesn't have an independently owned bookstore and an independently owned coffee shop, Move. are you even academicing? Are you even academicing? No, your degree is revoked. Revoked. <laughs> Put your TAM down. Your accreditation. Step away from the is, mace uh, and get out. Is Gone. No pomp Step and circumstance for you. <laughs> Obama is not coming to your town for sure. <laughs> what do you you want him to come to a town without a coffee uh, house? I think mean, not. Starbucks only. Gross. Get out of here. Get out of here. Guess we just Starbucks will never be a sponsor. <laughs> uh, being real though, I spend way too much money on Starbucks. I do too. So. It's like on campus. If I'm being lazy, no one will walk far, especially yeah. if it's raining. Yeah. Starbucks if it's raining, everywhere else if it's not. Hmm. Anywho. I like taking a little short yeah. jaunt. I, I agree with down, that. Down ninth. Yeah. To get my caffeine fix. Starbucks is yeah. also my margarita Starbucks fix. is acceptable. Everything else Ayo. is better. But that's an after work thing. So listeners, this is gonna be our last episode for just a little while. We're wrapping up our second season slash second semester of doing the Surviving Academia podcast. And we are planning to come back in the fall. So what are you all going to do with, like, all this extra free time you're going to have uh, when you're not doing podcasting wow. this summer? Um, well, I, I, I do have a pretty extensive vegetable garden going. <laughs> it's taken over the entire side of our house. So I'm going to grow some vegetables. Nice. And then probably eat them or give them to other people. Okay. I'll probably do other things, too. Nice, nice. But. Well, I know other academics say this, but I am for reals. 
I have basically told all of my friends and my family that I they are all dead to me and I don't like them that much. So I am going to <laughs> write my little heart out this summer. Are you going to do any self-care, though? Like anything nice. fun? Because my vegetable garden is going to be like my fun thing. Oh. I am also going to do research. I don't know. I really, I'm trying to really like just focus on, I go on the market in the fall, so I... I'm trying to just focus on getting this stuff done. I feel like a lot of summers I um, do have like a lot of fun and try to catch up with everybody. And it actually brings me like more stress because uh, I feel like I'm like running around all over the places because people that I am friends with and my family are not exactly close. So I'm actually mm-hmm. kind of feel like it's more self-care to like try to get some of this stuff done. But I will probably see my grandma, but everybody else catch you in the fall. Kristen's going to yeah. be a hermit. Do you still hang out with me? Yeah. Okay. I just don't want to leave town for like, ex- like honestly, last summer, I think I was gone for an entire mm. month. You were. It just was like a lot of work. It's funny. Uh, I feel like I'm going to have the same problem, but I'm taking the complete opposite approach, Kristen, where I've already planned a month long vacation where I'm driving out to the Rockies uh, and I'm going to visit a bunch of different people in different towns there. And this morning, I just made a list of everything that I want to write this summer. I was like, oh, my God, how am I going to do both of these things? Are you going to stop by and visit us? Why would I do that? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> of course, of course I'm coming coming well, your way. We don't want you here anymore with that attitude. Kristen, if I visit you all, would you be interested in hanging out and doing of some course. writing? Together? I would write with you guys. Yeah, of course. I've got things I can Okay. I, I guess I writing. should say I'm like not, like not going to see people. I just feel like it's... It would cause me more stress to like have the expectation of I have to see this person. Yes, this person, to be this away person, from home person, in the same way that I've been in like years yeah. past. Because people, yeah. I usually go visit other people as opposed to people coming and visiting me. And so right now it's like if you want to see me, you have to come and visit me. So you're going to have to drive to my town as opposed to me driving hours forever. That makes sense. So don't waste your life sitting in a car, waste exactly. it sitting at a desk. <laughs> Well, it sounds like we're all going to have a really fun and productive summers. Yes. Yeah. Well, um, <laughs> listeners, we hope you have a good summer. Um, if you're taking classes, we hope you ace those classes. If you're writing the stuff, we hope you write the stuff. We hope you get an A. We hope you get an A. We hope you pass that shit. A plus. A plus. And um, we have A plus fans. I also hope that you guys take a little bit of time to yourself to rest, rejuvenate, and get ready for another grueling academic year of t- uh, 2019 2020. Aww. That's what it's going to be. And until next time, keep, keep on surviving. surviving. God, we've like nailed the Skype. Yeah, tone. we're Zach, you missed it. Could you hear us? No, Zach's going to have some really listen. fun surprises no. when he listens. Rachel and I have like nailed the Skype no- music. Beep, boop, beep. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my God. <laughs>